Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. The following program contains topics particular to the LGBTQ plus community. Some discussions may contain mature themes. As such, listener discretion is advised. This is Pride Connection, sponsored by BlindLGBTPride.org, otherwise known as BPI, every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. on ACB Media One, and shortly after on all your major podcast catchers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Pride Connection. I am one of your co-hosts, Anthony Corona. As always, I'm here with Gabriel Lopez Cafati, and we will say hello to him in a minute. Today, we're going to be talking about the first in-person event in, oh gosh, just about two years, the Denver Fall Social. We are so thrilled to have two of our amazing allies with us. And um, there may be a few special guests popping in as well. So, Gabriel, are you fully recovered? Has you caught up on your sleep yet? Oh, well, there's never enough sleep. Let's just say that. <laughs> but yes, uh, it was, I mean, it was re-energizing. It was awesome to connect with people after so long and even meet in person with some of our members who we had just communicated with on Zoom or phone. I'm not going to make a big president's message. I I, I can't wait to dive into the uh, topic to entertain and regale our audience with our fun anecdotes from Denver. As always, BPI welcomes everyone. And um, as you'll see and as you'll hear, actually, a, a huge component of our adventure in Denver is our allied members. So without further ado, I know we have Jessica Tomlinson, Margie Donovan, and uh, Vita Zaboli. I think we may be joined by Mr. Chris Gray and Mr. Byron Lee, possibly later on. Let's get this show on the road. Ladies, so we're going to ask the ladies one by one to just introduce yourselves. I know listeners should know Jessica's voice really well by now. She's done a couple of Pride Connections in the past couple months. But um, just refresh everybody as to where you're from and um, tell us a little bit about why you wanted to come on the fall social with us. Go ahead, Jessica. Hello, my name is Jessica Tomlinson. I live in St. Petersburg, Florida, and I joined BPI in the middle of 2020. I have been so impressed by our members and our ally members and just a cool place to hang out and be ourselves and have fun, mostly online. 
and I wanted to join you all in Denver, not only to meet in person, but to get to know your personalities more and get to know what interests you have, things that you like, things that you dislike, your hobbies, all the other cool things. And to go someplace that I had never been before and just try to have some new life experiences. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And a little bit later in on in the show, we're going to talk about how by your sound, I might personally think Smurfette. But uh, after Denver, I walked away thinking Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> but we'll ask Margie <laughs> to step up to the mic and uh, same questions, Margie. Good evening. I want to first say I had a blast. The, what initiated my interest in going was to meet Gabriel and Anthony. Once I got there, I realized it was much more than just those two guys. There was a whole bunch of people, people I got to meet for the first time. Vita, got to hang out with Vita. Haven't done that for years. I've been to Denver, but I've never hung out in downtown Denver. And that was a lot of fun. And I'll, I'll wait for the rest of the stories. But I really went to meet a few people and found out that this is addicting. I will be there next year, whatever it is, hanging out with this group of people is just phenomenal. And Gabriel, quit your laughing. (laughs) Well, I'm going to give a little anecdote about each of you. And the one thing that comes to mind immediately, Margie, is if you need to get somewhere fast, just hang on to the back of Margie's blouse. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing will stop her. Nothing will get in her way. And you'll get there pretty damn quick. And that's with a Uh, 10-and-a-half-year-old guide dog. That is. That is. All right, Vidi, you're up. Hi, my name is Vita Zavoli, and I am in San Leandro, California, which no one's ever heard of, but it's uh, very close to San Francisco. I went on the social for a number of reasons. First was I couldn't wait to travel again. I mean, I hadn't traveled in, you know, a year and a half or two. And and I was so excited to go somewhere, you know, wherever it was. But And then, as Margie said, really to meet all of these people I'd heard of and spoken to, but never met in person. And I even, you know, made a point while I was there to spend some time with each of the people in the group, um, sit with them so I could talk to each one a little bit and, and get to know something about them. And that was so wonderful. That piece of it was just so wonderful. And I love downtown Denver and then all the things we did and I just loved the whole trip. I really did. I didn't love my trip home, but that was a different story. (laughs) California um, via Seattle. (laughs) Let's leave it at that. You touched on on my memory of you. Um, I was going to say that the one thing that stands out is how many times I heard, come sit with me a little bit. Let me talk and let's get to know each other a little bit. (laughs) Or can we sit tomorrow and have a little bit of coffee and get to know each other? I thought that was really very, very sweet and very Victorian in the best sense. 
So you touched on something else that I was going to talk about later in the show, but since you mentioned it, let's kind of run with it now. The world has been in a pandemic for just about two years, going on two years at least. Some folks haven't done any traveling at all. So in your, you know, in your experience, was everything up to speed? You know, were you comfortable in, in all places? Were there any, any places or spaces that you didn't feel comfortable? What was the actual travel experience like for you? Well, you know, that was actually my fear. If I had to think, you know, what stopped me from replying immediately immediately to, yes, I'm going on the trip was, do I really, am I ready to step out? You know, I was looking to about airports and just all the various places, different places we were going to eat and places we were going to visit. So what I made a decision about right up front is I was going to keep my mask on as much as possible. I carried disposable masks with me as well as masks that I could wash. Um, I made a point to carry a lot of masks and I wore them all the time. And I always had my hand sanitizer with me. And and it's not that I went crazy about it, but that was what I was decided before I even got there. So even, even though there were times when it was only our group, I still had the mask on and it, it just made me feel better. Yeah, we, you know, so for our listeners, one thing that we talked about when we were putting this all together, we asked everyone to either be vaccinated or to have um, a COVID test within 48 hours of, of the actual trip. I, I know Gabe and I also carried multiple, uh, many, many, many masks, little bottles of hand sanitizer. How about you, Margie? So, how, how was travel? Yeah. What was the experience like for you? Well, I had traveled last summer, but I, I wasn't traveling for pleasure. This was to go get my granddaughters and they're young. And so that's very important to me. But because of that experience, I felt much more comfortable traveling I get on my airplane seat and I wipe everything down. I have my bleach wipes and I wipe down everything um, that's in my seat that I might be touching. And it's just a practice for me to wear a mask anywhere I go and keep hand sanitizer, keep extra masks with me. So that was nothing out of the ordinary. I'd say the only thing, this, this was my first day in a hotel since the virus. That concerned me a little bit more, but my um, best friend who happens to live in Colorado, she travels a lot for work. And years ago, she taught me, she just goes in and she wipes everything down immediately with bleach wipes. Um, And, you know, the dirtiest thing you can touch in a room is a remote control. And there's been a 60 minute program on that. But that was my only concern. And the first night I got in bed, I'm sniffing everything and this is, I usually spray lavender on my pillows and I, I wouldn't do it until I smelled everything, make sure it was clean. Then I was a little concerned because it wasn't very bleachy. It didn't smell bleachy and most hotels or stuff smell bleachy. And I said, well, I'm going to sleep anyway because they had nowhere else to go. And, you know, I feel fine. I, I'm, I am vaccinated. I've had my booster. Um, 
So in, in terms of that, I feel really comfortable, but I still will travel as, as part of probably the rest of my life, a mask, just because of some other health issues I have that I haven't had during COVID because I'm wearing a mask. So I'm glad I took the risk. Um, if I had calculated and considered the hotel, I may not have. I just went with it and trusted all would be okay, applying everything that we have been told by the CDC and by our local governments. And by the way, for those that don't know, I live in Folsom, California, which is near Sacramento, California. All right. How about you, Jessica? The traveling experience was pretty good overall. I also kept my um, masks and hand sanitizer at the I will say that the airports were quite full and quite crowded, but that's just kind of the nature of the beast. I kind of tried to keep my distance as much as possible from other people. Certainly have a long cane sweeping in front of you, kind of parts the waters of the crowd a little bit at times. I would say that... The travel was pretty good overall, just kind of being vigilant, but yet not letting it stop me from going to meet all of you all. All right. Well, now let's get into um, the the Dirty Denver stories. (laughs) We have President Gabriel, who we haven't heard from in a few minutes. Gabriel, what was the highlight of Dirty Denver for you? Wow. All of it. It's, it's, I know it sounds cliche, but there wasn't a moment. I think just like at conventions, I think the times where we were hanging out, just practically sometimes doing nothing. Um, those of us who drink having a drink or, or having breakfast, those moments where there, there was no agenda. But I, I, I do have to point out. Uh, two moments that I enjoyed. Uh, one was the open mic that we had that uh, Jessica spearheaded. Uh, there was so much talent, so much fun, so much, you know, we had a room to ourselves and a mic and music and people <laughs> joining us through Clubhouse. And I, I'll have to say also that it's something different for me and, and just a wonderful experience was the Botanical Garden Denver is famous and it's huge, but we limited our visit to the sensory part of the garden and then touching the different flowers and plants and textures and smelling them. Oh my God, the smells were just, uh, I know we're, we're going to talk about uh, the cold lady <laughs> on whom we sat on <laughs> and i know we're gonna i know we're gonna talk about the uh lily pond <laughs> but 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 in general just just the experience of of a whole group of you know blind or visually impaired people following this very soft spoken very knowledgeable Horticulture. Oh my God, horticulturist. Yes, it was yeah. amazing. And and then just smelling the the flowers, the plants, the, touching the trees, and going through the pathways. It, it was just phenomenal. I loved the 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 rock the, that had you know the water coming out of it, and how the dogs enjoyed, it and they were just all <laughs> drinking that 
nice, cool water. It was it was beautiful. It was yeah, it really was. How about you, Margie? Um, I think one of the times I laughed the hardest. Um, there are so many times I was bent over laughing and my stomach was hurting. But the one time was when one of our groups, we were coming down from the snack bar area. We had all had some, what well, we ordered as snacks, but came as full meals. And we came, we're coming down a couple steps and one of our members' guide dogs drug him into the lily pond. <laughs> 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 and somehow I got blamed for that. <laughs> I was like way around the corner, but I got blamed because I called that person. <laughs> um, another was watching all of our people that do not live in areas where marijuana is legal. Yes. And trying to figure out what to order. And <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it, Margie. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm, I'm not cutting you off. I'm, I just want to interject really quickly because that was a phenomenal trip. Not only the actual getting to the dispensary, but once <laughs> in there. I don't know why people okay. were asking I, me questions on, on, on what to get just, or what to You exude the, um, the confidence of someone who would be able to explain the herbal diet. Well, I, I have been to Denver a lot. But yes, Margie, <laughs> I, I agree. A Denver dispensary sounds and feels exactly like you think it would sound and feel like. Like a dark cave down a big long hall, down a secret elevator, pumping music <laughs> coming out of, you know, psychedelic kind of sounds coming out of the speakers. It, it was just like, I, you know, I felt like I had been dropped in a house out of a tornado. And when I opened the door, instead of seeing munchkins, it was like a bunch of stone people like, yeah, man. It's it all was. Good. And it's not like it's not like any California dispensary. I'll tell you, it was like a hidden, dirty thing you're going down in. And this elevator, this elevator. Oh my God, it creaked and it wouldn't open the door. And yes, it was one of those old iron elevators <sighs> that like had all the sounds and the cranking to it. It was yeah. You just thought you were going like into the dungeon, man. <laughs> the one thing that was just mentioned was just getting there with it was a fiasco. Yes. <laughs> size of group and all of us being blind, having some to no sight, getting anywhere was a trip of itself anyway. <laughs> well, girl, that's what I was talking about. Grabbing onto the back of Margie's shirt and just being dragged through the streets because I wanted to get there. And you was determined. <laughs> Vita, how about... Oh, I was going to say about the dispensary. The I love the name. It was Euphoria. Oh, Euphoria, so yes, cool. yes. <laughs> oh, but that was an experience. Uh, yeah, for me, yeah, like everyone said, there were so many great moments. Um, and like I mentioned before, spending time with people was really important to me. But I think what I really loved was the botanical gardens like most of us and I just saw the group come alive there Mm -hmm. I mean yeah we were 
I don't know how this poor woman dealt with us. We seen <laughs> um, like a group of little kids. Oh, let me see that. Let me see that. Oh, let me see. I want the flower. Oh, that smells good. I'm going to keep this one. I'm going to put this one on your head. I'm going to. It was like we just became little kids in this huge playground and mm-hmm. we touched and smelled everything. And we, we just, um, we really connected on that trip. People really connected, I thought, with each other. We all spoke to each other. We all um, were passing things around. I was putting flowers in my dog's collar and I even <laughs> have a great picture with her, with her all the little flowers in her collar. And I, you know, it was like people who were quiet, like Dennis and Kevin came alive there, you know, yeah. you could see just, and they even told me later that they had fun, you know, that they really enjoyed it. And we got to walk we also got to feel this wonderful pumpkin display that they had. Oh, yes. It was beautiful, just the way it was done. And they, they just allowed us to touch everything and really have fun. And and the cool thing about this trip that um, with the Botanical Gardens was that the actual horticulturist gave us the tour. And yeah. that was really neat because she really knew the ins and outs of of everything we were exploring. Uh, but she was so down to earth about it. She was. You know, she, yeah. she gave us these, uh, you know, species genius or whatever it's called, you know, the, the Latin names, but then yeah. really talked in common terms about everything. And it was, yeah. it felt so nice. Don't forget, wool pockets. Oh yeah. The wool yes, wool pockets. Oh, woolly pockets. Cool. Wool, <laughs> you were gonna buy some. Those were like hanging pockets where you could put potting soil and you could have a lot of little starter plants going that you could hang on a wall. It reminded me of a shoe rack that you hang on your car. Yes. Yeah. Like a shoe rack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could do mm-hmm. herbs yeah. and you know, tomatoes. Oh yeah. So yeah. for me. Um, well, first and foremost, I, I did my first couples massage of my entire life, not only this relationship, and that was pretty interesting and fun. But there were two really, really standout moments for me. Um, one was at the Botanical Gardens, and um, I'm only going to use a first name, but many, many listeners to this program will know who I'm talking about. We got to a certain area where there was um, a statue that's been referenced more than once now that you could sit on. Um, and, and, you know, it was a nice, a nice day. There was a little breeze and, and the temperature was in the mid 70s, but the stone was cold. Um, yeah, it's a marble. So when Mr. Mikey took his turn to sit on the lady, he said, See, girl. I told you that that house would be ice cold. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone, and there were other other folks doing, you know, not part of our group. Everyone just burst out laughing. And we just, as one big group, and it was that moment, I was like, wow, this is all right. My other moment was during the talent show. And I referenced this a little earlier in our program this evening. I said that our Smurfette, or, or our Jessica came in as Smurfette and left as Jessica Rabbit. I was 
helping to coordinate. So Jessica was about to start singing. I wasn't paying full attention. And all of a sudden, this, this soulful, sultry, deep, beautiful voice started singing. And I'm like, who the Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm from New York. I'm, and, and I, you know, sometimes forget that I have to be polite every moment. And I said, Gabe, who the hell is that? And he's like, it's Jessica. I said, oh, Jessica. And, and just absolutely amazing. But before I go on to my next question, I heard somebody creep in, Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee. Welcome Hello. to Pride Connection. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, sliding on it. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> We're reminiscing of Denver. Yes. Oh, Anthony, can I also say about Jessica, not only did she have a beautiful voice and did the whole country thing really well, she had actually dressed the part. She brought the clothes with her and dressed the part. And she had the coolest boots, you know, the fringes. And it was so cool for us. And I walked over (laughs) and I let the ladies feel the boots and the overalls and everything all the way up to the earrings. Yes, we did. (laughs) Thank you for the compliments. And later at dinner, um, I think it was Mr. Gabriel or Anthony said that when I got on stage and I was performing. If any of you are familiar with the animated series She-Ra, Netflix has a wonderful reboot that I love. And when little Adora transforms into the Mm eight-foot-tall superhero, she raises her sword above her head and says, for the honor of Grayskull! And (laughs) that is what it seemed to everybody like happened to me when I got up there on stage. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Yeah. It was like lightning came into your body and we were all electrified. Yeah. It truly was. So, Mr. Byron, Mr. Byron, tell the folks who may not know where you're from, why you decided to come on the Denver Fall Social, and um, what some of your favorite moments were. Well, uh, my name is Byron Lee. I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I was one of the people that voted for Denver, at the time we were taking votes, I had a potential job opportunity in Denver, which ended up not happening. But I was curious about Denver and I really wanted to go so I could sort of check it out. Uh, You know, I was just really curious about, you know, what Denver was like, what the weather was like, what the people were like. And so I was like, okay, cool. This is a good opportunity for me to check it out. And I was not disappointed. The people there were kind. They were, uh, you know, for the most part, they were helpful as far as direction. There was, there was just a a very cool vibe in Mm -hmm. downtown. Uh, People were very, very nice. I really enjoyed all of the activities that we did. I would say probably my favorite activity that we did though, was just, you know, going out and doing the buckhorn exchange you know the steakhouse and then we did the pub crawl afterwards and i thought that was a lot of fun just kind of walking around downtown denver checking out the areas uh, social life uh, the nightlife you know checking out what what all the clubs had to offer and the ghosts that uh haunted 
the pubs in Denver. Our hostess, whose that name chick was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I can't name right now, but she was great. Um, she was very patient with us. She sat with us and and dealt with our you know sort of disorganized uh, selves. Um, you know, Craziness, sometimes. Yeah, it was crazy, and, and she was really good at explaining everything. And we actually um, had a sit down conversation about podcasting because she was interested in that. So I hope I can find her contact information and get a hold of her and and talk to her about podcasting because it was a cool conversation. Nice, nice, nice. So you know we've been we've been talking about you know the experience and and all of us wanting to get together and and get to know each other. I found it really awesome that we had basically a really fair mix, male to female ratio, um, straight allies to LGBTQ. And even ages, you know, we ranged age ranges. Yeah, the age ranges, you know, went from late twenties all the way up to late sixties or possibly early seventies. We had a past president of ACB, um, you know, and it just it was a really eclectic, fun mix of people. Any comments from uh, you guys about that? Oh yeah, I was gonna say definitely there was, like you said, such an eclectic. Such a such a diverse group. There was, of course, the age group that only Jessica and I belonged to, and then there was the rest of you guys. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love that diversity. I loved the diversity of of our group, and um, this is one of the things that I feel is so beautiful about BPI. Is like once we're in an activity, whether it be a workshop at convention or a hangout or a fall social, we're all just a group. You know, there's no, you know, who's LGBT or who's not. It's just we're all group, a, a bunch of fun and just just sometimes wild, blind and low vision people. Who are who just take the city by storm? I mean, who could have not noticed us uh, when we were lost in a as a pack and trying to organize each other <laughs> on the sidewalks of Denver? But at the same time, having fun, we didn't care if we were you know a block away or if we were lost. And if someone, no, you know, I, I, but the beauty also is like it, how, how, how we all care for each other. And I remember when, when half of the group actually going to the dispensary, we got split. I was holding on to V, not holding on physically, but I was staying, <laughs> sticking with Vita because Vita was the one who had, who had pulled Ira out. And then the rest of you were just going around. Uh, Byron had a little bit more of a sense of where you were going, but um, yeah. I, I was hearing Margie from the yes. other side of the street yelling my name, and, <laughs> and, and 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 I felt it was I felt it was so sweet because even though we had you know Vita and I had stayed behind, you noticed that we were not there, and then you were yelling for us and waiting for us at the next corner. It was it was just awesome. You know, I, I just wanted to speak on the um, accommodations that we received from several people that were part of our group. 
Mikey Wiseman was extremely good yeah. at just making sure that everybody was staying together. He was kind of, you know, he, he was in the back making sure that everybody stayed together. He was really good at like helping people with things. And then Bonnie Barlow, who came with us to the Botanical Garden, she described a lot of the flowers. She was very helpful in, in helping people find things. Um, you know, the, the, the people that helped us at the Botanical Garden, the, the, uh, the, the botanist, botanist, what, what is that word? Horticulturist. Uh, Horticulturist, yeah. She, she was really nice. Uh, they let us, there's a picture of me on Facebook with a flower in my hair, which I'm sure Gabriel was very <laughs> jealous of. He's like, hey, I wanted one of those. No, um, I I had a fl- I had I had a, that 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 little um, leaf that that felt like like um, what's the word velvet uh, not suede like velvet on one side and oh, yeah. and then the same flower you had I also had that flower on the other side I just I just held it with with my glasses <laughs> I don't need hair <laughs> yeah I, I held it with my glasses Lieutenant Dan you ain't got no hair. <laughs> I know, I but saying. I held it. I held it with the, with my glasses. So there they were. I I, I had my that... I, I had my flowers. I found it's out none of you guys have hair because I tried to put flowers in most of your hair, and you, there was none to have it stick to. Right. It's funny that the two uh, bald guys were the ones with you know flowers in our hair. <laughs> with the flowers, yeah. yeah right. There you go. <laughs> But, you know, Bonnie was extremely nice because after the uh, botanical garden thing, she was going on to uh, describe a show called, um, oh, come on. Improvised Shakespeare. Thank you. I couldn't remember the first word. Improvised Shakespeare. And Jessica and I got, we we got a ride to the theater with Bonnie. She stayed with us to make sure that we got in the theater. Uh, And then she drove us uh, to the uh, steakhouse afterwards. It was like... Wow, that was that was really helpful. And that was my first time experiencing a live play with audio description. When you have audio description at a live venue, a person sits in the booth and does the describing. And then the people who need the description sit in the theater anywhere they want to with a wireless headset device. Mm -hmm. And it worked out quite well they spoke in old english they i could hear them trying to speak in verse they were trying to rhyme everything in iambic pentameter or whatever but the theme the audience somebody in the very back yelled out alligator hunting so the whole story was improvised on alligator hunting so the first scene was this family that got shipwrecked And then this deity figure that created this half gator, half human critter. And then this, of course, this daughter that has to be demure and beautiful and doesn't want the other gators to be soldiers. All right, girl, skip to happily ever after. We'll have to pay royalty rights if we tell the whole story. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was was very cool, though, uh, how they just sort of pulled that idea out of a hat or pulled it from the audience and then they just kind of did a whole two-hour show on it I, I was like how are they even coming up with this much of a backstory for alligator hunting it was nuts <laughs> you know since you're talking about people that are being a com- that were accommodating this absolutely has to be said i wish leah was on the call tonight we had not a single issue with uber or lyft we had the most friendly folks and the way she says it actually floors me, but 
when a driver sees four big adults and three guide dogs coming at their SUV, you know, they've <laughs> got to take an inner goal to themselves and go, oh, my God, what did I just get myself into? No, these but, these people were all so cool. And they were all they were so just cool about they, it. If anything, they were asking, are you sure the pups are going to be comfortable? And uh, what we ended up doing most of the time uh, was popping them in the um, we we cargo typically area. order Excel, so we put them in the cargo area, yeah. and they were just having fun back there. And then the the drivers were just just so so cool about everything. Now that wasn't true for all of the rides, though. Exactly. For you guys, that really? was true. Oh, I did have several difficult yeah. rides with my dog, so. Yep. You had, but did you did you have any denials or or just just the back and forth with oh it's a service animal no I don't take dogs yeah and, um we had another really we did have a very um, unfortunate experience Jessica and I we got in the lift and the guy didn't want to move Mikey came over and spoke to him all of that happened anyway we finally got going and then he dropped us off at the wrong place so it that... was the next door neighboring hotel so we had to go into that hotel and say um excuse me what hotel is this right. um how do we get to um right. hampton inn by hilton and they said oh it's the next hotel over so then you and i started walking out and at first i started walking us in the wrong direction <laughs> we were walking up into a parking garage so then i like turned around and said okay let's go out the main entrance out here and let's turn right and eventually it was just about a block, it was a down block the road. away yeah yeah so that was it was the wrong address where he dropped us off and the wrong hotel and he knew it because we asked is this the hampton inn so that was the worst experience i've had in a long time um, so, yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't all good. Uh, Margie and I had another experience. So it, I think this is not unheard of, right? I mean, right. no, it's present everywhere. And it's right. Exactly. And our guide dog organizations need to really take this on. Yeah. Yeah, uh, We had one unfortunate uh, situation with getting to the airport, going back home, too, because we were already running late. Um, we we should have left earlier. Uh, and and one of our rides, right. uh, you know, it just canceled on us. And so then we had another ride come. And they did take us. But uh, Vita, you had a very uh, unfortunate experience getting back home. Have you talked about that yet? Not, not in detail. But yeah, I, I got home a day late. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> And you took a ride up to Seattle. I did. I did. That wasn't, you know, Seattle's a nice place. It was storming. I mean, part of it was weather related. So uh, only part of any trip traveling on an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. There's only so much you can do in those situations. Uh, But we do believe that the reason the first person can, and actually he didn't actually cancel. He showed up. But he didn't tell us where he was, and we think it's because the, he saw the guide dog, and then he left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's um, when those things happen. 
I think they're important to address, mm-hmm. but it's also important not to let it spoil your fun, especially mm-hmm. if you're on vacation yes. and you're away. Yes. And so I did not, you know, and 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 I and either Jessica or Margie, I noticed we did not let it spoil our fun. You guys were on the uh, the WhatsApp group that we had put together for this trip, and Vita was talking about everything that, that had happened to her that day. And, and yes, frustrating. You didn't sound like you were you know, horribly put out or anything. You kind of made the best out of a bad situation. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. You you kind of turned it into a fun adventure that we all vicariously were sort of living with you. I, I know when when the messages were coming in, <laughs> yeah. Gabe and I were like, "Yeah, okay. I hope I, I hope she gets to a restaurant." And then, okay, oh my god, she's got to move to a second hotel. This is this is just. <laughs> You know, somebody's going to jump out of the bushes and say, gotcha, or, you know, you're, you're, you're on the um, ACP Canada camera. Although they don't have the budget to, to put up for all those different audio hotels. Recording. I didn't want to see any more messages from Vita. I was afraid after she moved hotels, what was going to be next. <laughs> but it was, you know, I, it was very nice because as she went through this, which is not pleasant at all, and 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 then moving hotels, she was keeping in touch with us, and we're all cheering her on and lifting her spirits and stuff. And she, you know, she actually responded and said, "Vita, you said that you felt like you were with us still, and that was I just, did, yeah, that was so cool. That was very buddy. nice. Yeah. <laughs> and when you guys you know, think um, about it, the bulk of the time was three and a half days, but doesn't it feel like we were there for like a week? Yeah, it was so packed with events and, and happenings and yeah. and different experiences. Yeah, absolutely. And we didn't Speaking even talk of... about high tea. Yeah, no, Jay, go some ahead. people went to high tea. I didn't go. Um, Jessica went in a gown. She was all yes. for that as well. <laughs> high yeah. tea was fabulous, darling. It was fabulous. <laughs> so yeah, a few of us out... went. We got. Go we ahead, had a sis. table, and there were three pots of tea that that they brought to the table. So we all decided to get a tea infused with vanilla, and a regular black tea, and a green tea that had a lot of orange and citrus flavor that they called blood orange. So you could basically have as much tea as you wanted from these three pots that they brought to the table. And they brought out this three-tiered tray with scones at the bottom, little finger sandwiches in the middle, and small little dessert hors d'oeuvres at the top. And they would refill them once or twice if you ran out. Wow. And to put on the scones, they had clotted cream or a lemon curd glaze, which was my favorite to drizzle over the scones. It was my favorite, too. They had a couple of little um, jars of jam that were very tiny with a piece of tape taped over it, which made me think it was like given to the table. So it was exquisite. And the desserts were, if you all have ever eaten those mini quiche hors d'oeuvres that are about the size of a quarter or a silver dollar, Well, this was similar, except it was a pumpkin tart. So it was a little bit of a sweet crust and a pumpkin filling and a dash of some kind of cream on top. And those were to die for. They also had chocolate petty fours. 
and they had some other cookies and things, but the petty fours and the pumpkin tarts were the real standout from the dessert tier. And they had a live piano player. He started out playing some American songbook standards from the 40s, but then they must have known I was coming because they started playing Let It Go from Frozen and Part of Your World, which has always been my theme song. And then they played a Phantom of the Opera medley just for us because a bunch of us there like Phantom of the Opera. And Gabriel, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I don't know if you might feel comfortable telling us about music of the night. Yeah, I, I, I always, that's, that's um, one of the um, songs or arias of the Phantom of the Opera that's near and dear to my heart. And, and I shared with the group at High Tea that it was very symbolic for me uh, when I was at, at the height of my vision loss or when I was like really going my vision was going down the drain because the words are are so symbolic and so representative of, you know, the music of the night and close your eyes and let the music take you. Close your eyes and surrender to a great new world. Leave all thoughts of the life you knew behind. So I guess that's what it's like when your vision is changing. You go, girl. I wanted to mention two things that I thought, um, I assume this question is going to come up, like what we want to do in the future. And um, one of the things I thought that was really, really wonderful was the WhatsApp group that was started before the social so that we could all keep in touch. Uh, we could go back and forth, see who wanted to do what. And, you know, that was so helpful. The other thing I would say. Yeah, is- we're going to do that. We're going to use that for convention this year in Omaha. Oh, and then again, great. next. Yeah, we, we, we did it two years ago in Denver, but it was different. I, I don't know. They, it, the symbiosis of all of us this time around was amazing. And hopefully we can recreate that for convention. Oh, the second point was, I think scheduling two things in a day was enough for me. When when it got to (laughs) three things scheduled in a day, like, I don't know. And, you know, like running from thing to thing, and what was good about that, though, is that you could say no. You could, if you didn't want to go to something, you didn't. You know, it was, it was people I'm, chose. I, I'm just going to say this. I, I was all for putting a suggested itinerary out and leaving it up to folks. We're all grown adults to, you know, right. figure things out for themselves. There were some other opinions that felt like we should have it a little bit more organized and a little bit more structured. Well, at one point, there was a spreadsheet for three days. I, but, um, you know, I, I think we all learned that in those, you know, in those situations, we have to have, you know, a couple of things that are, you know, ready to go but not necessarily scheduled. From this point on, it's going to be here are the great highlights that 
we think everybody should participate in. See you there if you make it. <laughs> right, right. But that's Breaking. the beauty of the fall social. Yeah, that's, yes. that's the beauty of the fall social networking event. We always tell people ev- everything, everything is optional. Uh, but but I agree with, with Vita, especially in my case, and I speak for myself, especially in my case when there are things planned in the morning. I do not work well when things plan in the, get planned in the morning oh. because I am not a morning person. Yeah, but so, you have to live in the time zone you're in and not take your morning to other time zones <laughs> that we're in the afternoon and you're still in the morning, Mr. President. <laughs> I know, but then there was, like Vita says, if we had two or three things, if we had three things planned, obviously you only have so many hours in the day. So obviously something had to happen in the morning, something in the afternoon, something in the evening. I would be perfectly fine with just leaving, you know, the morning activity, let it be the breakfast and all of us, you know, joining at at the breakfast area of the hotel in our pajamas or in pants and sweatshirts and taking our dogs out. And then going up to get ready for the afternoon and the evening. <laughs> okay, I am just the opposite. I'm a morning Yeah, person. I'm just the opposite. Too. I was on Vita, WhatsApp we'll at like 6 a.m., 5.30 in the morning going, okay, I'm going to work out and I'll meet you all down at breakfast. Whoever wants to join me, I'll be there around 6.30. Yeah, yeah, I'm we'll like do you. the pool and, and, and the jacuzzi and we'll get massages and then we'll meet them for the afternoon active. Right. Yeah, I yeah. was bummered out that the pool was down. Uh, um, yeah. Vita, yeah. I, I'm like you. I was waking up at five thinking it was seven over here in Florida. And, you know, so a few times I was able to roll over and go back to sleep for another hour or two. But <laughs> I'm like, yay, breakfast. That sounds good. I'm going to go join Vita for breakfast. That's a that's a, another beautiful example of what happens in in the fall socials. That people, you know, we we all find, you know, we all find someone else at least one other person who shares our same um, routine or of, our same yeah. routine. So it's 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 always such a especially when we have such a nice mix of of everyone. No, but you know, one thing um, it's been and, and then we're going to have to do our final thoughts, but um, it's been bandied around. BPI has done cruises for the fall social in the past, and the last one was about four or five years ago. So some folks were voting for cruises this year. We, of course, ended up voting for Denver, but a lot of folks um, want us to look at cruises again next year. And I'm thinking for our kind of group, that would really be a lot of fun. Um, we should go on one of those Olivia cruises. I would love to go on one of the murder mystery cruises. But again, you know, oh. we'll talk about that as we plan next year's. <laughs> but Anthony, before we go into into our closing thoughts, why don't we check um, if, if we have any uh, Yes, guests. yes, let's see if we have I, any audience participation. I know that, uh, that there were some guests who had questions. Yes, please unmute and tell us who you are and ask your question. Hi, this is Stephanie. I have to say, you guys are amazing. You you, you just are amazing. And um, maybe you can give as you close where I can go to 
sign up as an ally because I want to be a part of this. And I awesome. thoroughly support you um, awesome. as an ally. And uh, just want to say that um, <laughs> the stories are funny. Can't wait for future BPI fall socials um, to participate in. So that's it. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, you can go to our website, which is blindlgbtpride.org. That's blindlgbtpride.org. Um, you can hit up all of our various pages, our blog, find out about us. And Mr. President, why don't you start us off on final thoughts? Okay. Uh, and, and, and that same website, Stephanie, is, is to join. Uh, but on the website that Anthony mentioned, blindlgbtpride.org, um, there's a join button. And if you have any questions, you can just click on, on uh, send a message or look at the phone number there and you'll be connected. I don't know. As a closing thought, um, I love my BPI family. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it, it just, it, it's, uh, like I said, we could do nothing. I, I, I like, I like those spaces where there's no agenda because I think that's the moments in which, you know, spontaneous conversations flourish when we're sitting at the lobby trying to figure out who's there, who's not there, who are we missing, how many <laughs> Ubers to order, <laughs> uh, who who's guiding, are we walking, no, I don't like to walk, yes, it's only three blocks, and then three blocks turn into five or six or eight <laughs> because we go back and forth. Uh, all those moments, all the in-between, uh, I love it. And getting to know each other at a in a very relaxed setting, I feel that uh, Denver is, is, is an ideal place for that kind of dynamic because Denver is, uh, like we've all been saying, it's, it's, there's so much to do. Um, it's so eclectic. It's, it's such a cool city. Um, very nice people, very cool vibe. Uh, and there's a little bit of everything for everyone. Gabriel, so. final thoughts, not closing arguments. <laughs> <laughs> well, the lawyer in me pops up all the time, you know. <laughs> anyway, those are my closing thoughts. I, I can't wait. For our next one, uh, obviously, we have a couple of things in between. We have mid-year. We have a uh, convention in Omaha, but can't wait for our fall social. Byron, you're up. I just had so much fun uh, in Denver. The experience was really eye-opening and uh, finally getting to meet everybody who has been just a voice on my phone. Yes year and a half it was really wonderful getting a chance to actually meet all of you and i had so much fun so thank you for organizing this event jessica it was great fun meeting all of you great to have so many new experiences i can't wait to see what we do going forward nice thank you thank you vita I never thought of the word ally when I was in Denver. I just thought friends. Here mm -hmm. I am with friends. Yeah. And I feel 
for me, I've made some long, I think, lifelong friends. Absolutely. Wow, I couldn't say I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, absolutely, I feel like there was no age, there was no socioeconomical, there was no, you know, there was nothing. We were just family, and it was beautiful. And I cannot wait, like Gabriel said, until the next one. And um, Pride Connection is now going to be a twice a month podcast. So we'll see you again in two weeks on ACB Media One or wherever you catch your podcasts. Stay in Pride. Thank you for listening to the show. We'd like to invite you to send any comments, questions, or just join our conversation. Email us at membership at blindlgbtpride.org. That's membership at blindlgbtpride.org and join our conversation. You've been listening to Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind Pride International, a special interest affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. Please check us out at blindlgbtpride.org. Mm-hmm.